106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessing Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, good morning, everybody. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Corwin from JC's British and 4x4 with us today. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Larry Unger, whose birthday, by the way, was yesterday, answering phones. So, again, happy birthday, Larry. We said that a moment ago on Fix It Radio. And then Ann Muir, Dan's sister, is with us today, our producer, and does a lot of things for us behind the scenes on now Facebook and website and you're going to see a new website potentially for drive radio how soon about a week okay so one week you'll see a new site yep there you go so everybody be be prepared for that well you know for sure when it's all up and running so jeff how are you this morning doing well doing well jeff said you don't have the same view that we normally get today no these goofy clouds are in the way yeah i've been lucky it's been sunny almost every time i come here and and just yeah normally today it's uh uh it's just it's winter in Colorado still. Yeah, it's, even though it's spring. It's the false spring. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like the weather, just wait a little bit. It'll change, right? That's right. It's the way it is. All right. So Jeff from JC's with us. By the way, he's over off of roughly the Santa Fe Hamden area, really on the corner there, just a little bit west of Hamden, or a little bit west of Santa Fe on Hamden. But we talked about this the last time we were on, and didn't get a chance to dig into it. Lines are open. Call us if you want to question answer a question. 303-477-5600. But we're actually, I say we, because you know Jeff and I together are are kind of doing this. Um, uh, I'm helping, I guess I should say, as yep. much as I can. But we're we're going to do a new place. We are. We're expanding into a new place. Uh, Not far from the current place. Nope. Only about a mile or so down the road, just down on Santa Fe. And it'll be... And you can walk there, really. I mean, it's a little bit of a walk, it, but you can walk there. About a mile, mile yeah, and a half. Not bad at all. Yeah. Just right over by the... Uh, just north of Bellevue by the Lowe's. So that'll be a new facility. West side of the road. West side of the road. And a new larger facility for our general service and repair. On the newer vehicle, basically 05 and newer, we're going to keep the classic vehicles, 04 and older, solid axles, imported defenders, our custom outfitting, we're going to keep at the current facility. This way we so we'll can do all the fabrication in one, we're going to do all the production daily stuff in the other. Pretty much. Yep. Awesome. Can't wait. I mean, I've been excited. We've been looking at this now for... Gosh, when we start talking about this last summer, last summer, really, yeah, it's been kind of, a long time. And almost a year ago, we started talking about, okay, let's look at our next move and what are we doing and how are we going to make this work and so on. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. We should be looking at things here. Well, Jeff and I hope summertime. We'll yep. keep you guys posted yep. as to how that goes. But if you drive by there, you will now start to see some activity in that area. And yep. So construction work supposed to start Monday. So, so there we go. Cross, we get the work done and get it laid out and get moved in. I know my team's excited as I heck. Am. I'm very excited, so I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be awesome. So it will. It be, will. It'll, it'll be, uh, cause for those of you maybe that don't know, and you, maybe you've been to Jeff's, maybe not, and the other thing I should say really quick, too, is uh, I've even been seeing more and more posts from uh, JC's on everybody thinks it's just British Rover. No, it's not. No, we'll you guys are doing some JK stuff and some yep. Gladiator stuff, and you know, there's a lot of things you're doing, even fab-wise, that you're just not going to get at a regular shop. No, no, and, and it's, it's you know, Land Rovers, I think, will always be at our core. Sure. 
and uh, Jaguar and Land Rover merged 10-plus years ago now, so that's part of the, the move to the new facility and focusing on the newer cars and the general service there. But we've worked on, you know, classic Jags, classic MGs, uh, you know, the Jeep products, uh, you know, Chevys, whatever, on the kind of the custom side. Right. Um, you know, it's trying to do, trying to keep the offerings that aren't really normally available um, and keeping them alive. So if you need anything along those lines, if you're driving a four-wheel drive, you want some customization of that vehicle, it doesn't matter whether it's a Range Rover or Land Rover or not, uh, Jeff and the guys at JC's will help you with that, and I send a lot of folks over to them. So if I, some of you listening already know that. But for those of you that don't, uh, we have a nice big facility because currently, for those of you that haven't been over there, we do the production side in a facility, the old facility, that's right next door yep. to the new facility. Uh, that will be uh, going away. We're going to release that to somebody else. We're going to move that production yep. to a so, much, well, much larger facility. Right. So, yeah, our, our, our original smaller facility was like 4,500 square feet. So they'll be moving into almost 15,000. So it'll be a nice jump for them. 15,000 square feet. We're going to have an EV uh, vehicle lift where we correct. can actually do some of the yep. work on the electric-type vehicles, which are going to become more and more... Uh, strong in the marketplace they already are we'll have two alignment racks correct in this particular facility yep. wash bay a full showroom we're gonna have it all folks yep can't wait gonna try to try i'm to, excited you know it's, it's all here to take care of the you know consumer and take care of my team and it'll be great you know yeah and by the way if you're looking for a job any of you out there maybe looking to make a change you want to go to a nice new facility have a great place to work contact jeff as well there you go he's needing some help because we're oh, going to yeah. need more when we get there oh, everyone needs help yeah. yeah yeah don't get me started there because <laughs> we're handing out too many checks but anyways all right question of the day today and Anne helped me with this actually this came up from jeff as well he actually came up with the question of the day today the last movie you saw at the drive-in now some of you may have been out to susan's place at 88 drive-in and seen something recently although some of you may have not done that anytime in the past so what is the last movie you saw at the drive-in? 303-477-5600. That is our question of the day. Yeah, and that kind of goes kind of hand-in-hand with part of why I brought it up was my facility is right next to where the old drive-in was. And so when I first started my shop right. back in 05, the drive-in still existed, though it was closed down. I never got a chance to see anything there. But, yeah, it just kind of popped them to the head. All right, so that's the question of the day. What's the last movie you saw at the drive-in? 303-477-5600. One thing I want to talk about as well, and I think because I've seen more of this lately, and Jeff reminded me of this a few minutes ago. I was telling Jeff that, you know, we don't really want to take snow tires off quite yet because uh, we could still have a snowstorm or so. So let's hang tight another week or two, then we'll decide what to do for some of you that do the tire swap. Jeff was saying, well, I swap wheels more than I do tires. And for some of you, that may also be true. But I wanted to talk today as well. We'll, talk, we'll take some phone calls, but as we have time through the show today, I do want to talk wheels, and I'm going to kind of call it the good, the bad, the ugly of aftermarket wheels, because mm -hmm. there are some good, mm -hmm. there are some bad, and there's some really ugly, not in looks, but in what you can install on your vehicle that, frankly, are probably not even meeting the original specs your vehicle came with as far as load carrying capacity depending upon the wheel you buy, right? Oh, yeah, very common. And there's more to this than most people will tell you, including a lot of folks that sell wheels. Well, they're there to sell the wheels. Thank you. You know, that's why I, we focus so hard on being advisors and working, you know, we're, we're advocates for the customer. Yeah, yeah. And, there, and by the way, and there is. There's a lot of wheels out there. And I even see trucks rolling around, uh, frankly, even on TV. 
uh, where I'm looking and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Do you realize now that tire and wheel package you have on that vehicle, you shouldn't even be towing what's behind it? I can tell by looking that you shouldn't be towing what you're towing with that wheel and tire package. That's, well, yeah, that's experience. Yeah, because I can look at it and just say that that's that's not supposed to be there. That's not supposed to be that way. And there's no way you're going to carry the load that you were originally going to carry with that truck now with what you've done. So we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go through the show today. Uh, Marcy in Fort Collins, you're first today. What's going on? Hi, John. I have a squirrely car that really feels like there's a heck of a lot of play in the steering wheel okay. to the point where I, I was just even scared to drive from Harmony to, you know, 34 to uh, pick something up the okay. other day. And okay. I had the rear wheel bearings, both of them replaced, I think, with the original Subaru. It's a 2008 okay. uh, Forester. And it's I have to commute to Denver like once a week, and I'm scared to drive it. I, I was going to take it by discount because I did get new tires, uh, just regular tires from the snow tires. But okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I feel like it's just going to crash any minute. I'm scared to drive it. Well, if you are feeling any kind of a play in the steering wheel period. It, most likely there is something there going on. I would get that looked at, yes, sooner than later. And this is one of those situations, Marcy, where any good solid technician should be able to look at it and tell you what's going on and give you kind of an analysis of what needs fixed. What I will say, though, is before you actually have someone fix it, send me an email. I've got some folks up there I can send you to that can do a better job of that than probably some of the, no offense, tire stores can. Yeah, but but at least get okay. it looked at today. And, right. and, and by the way, they're going to be the only ones most likely open today to even give you a kind of a once over. But get it looked at. Tell me what they find, and I can tell you up there who to go to get it fixed with. Okay, thank you very very much. What's your email? John J O H N at drive dash so, so drive hyphen radio dot com. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks Marcy, appreciate it very much. Russ and Cheyenne, hang tight. We'll come right back. He wants to talk to Jeff. We'll give you plenty of time. We come back from a break. We got one line open. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Well, sorry, Charlie. I'm, I, hey, my bad. Charlie's not in there. Let's do this then. I thought Charlie was there, but he is not. So uh, sorry, I, I I was not paying attention. My bad. Russ, we'll take you since Charlie's out. We'll just take you. Go ahead. What's going on, sir? How's it going? My bad. Hey, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, which where is my? Anyways, go ahead. It's all good. I just, uh, I just wanted to know if uh, Jeff is uh, charging for his uh, autographs yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. He is, will did be. You catch soon, the uh, Dirt Every Day yeah. episode? Is that part yeah. of the, the scenario? Yeah, I, I, I got to watch that the other night. That was good fun. Yeah, um, great show. Great guys. I'll, yeah, they are. I'll, I was going to ask, how long did that take to set up? Not too long. They were. We had them in the shop for Couple of about days. three days in yeah. the shop, and then uh, you know get together down in uh, the Colorado Springs area um, for the trail. And so that was another day of shooting. Um, and you know the the coolest part of the, or one of the coolest parts about that whole story was how we got the vehicle, because that was gifted to us by a customer that had broken down up up north, you know, or broken down locally, but they were from up north. And then we worked on one of their vehicles, and then they exchanged them out, did their other vehicle with us. And then it's like, hey, by the way, we got this old classic rotting in the field, and, you know, we, we'd hate to scrap it. We've owned it since new, and, you know, can we maybe donate it and let someone do something with it? And here we are. Voila. And so we turned it into a, a show. Yes, we, have, we, we have mm -hmm. a, a star with us now in today's uh, episode <laughs> of Drive Radio. 
<laughs> yeah, That's I good. Think the, the only sad part of that whole deal was uh, proving how weak those axles are. Yes, the, the comment of glass, glass axles was not too far off for the, the, the front axles on, on that generation. But I still have the truck. I'll be getting it uh, checked out if I ever get any free time and fixing it up, and we'll get it back on the road. Yeah, that's cool. It was just enjoyable to see somebody I actually knew on the on TV. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Russ, appreciate it. No, that's good great. stuff. That's Thank awesome. You. Good stuff. All right, man. Take care. Appreciate it very much. Bill in Lakewood, Wayne and Ogallala. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Myself, Jeff Corwin, the uh, movie star, TV show star (laughs) now with us. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, 
EPR, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening today. I do appreciate it very much. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4 over in the Inglewood area. Actually, it's Sheridan, but... Yeah, technically. Inglewood. Yeah, but the new building's Inglewood. Inglewood, so, yes. So yeah. there we now go. Now I'm official. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right, Wayne and Ogallala, what's going on? Hello, Wayne. Are you there? I'm here. There you go, Wayne. What's up, sir? Well, I uh, my Astro van, okay, uh... This is last week I've heard a buzz, a clicking buzz, behind the back seat. I had a neighbor that put a fuel pump in it, or a oil, or gas pump, or what do you call it? Fuel pump. In his gas tank. Yeah, fuel pump. In his gas tank on his uh, 2001 van okay. across the street. And I talked to uh, the uh, dealer uh, alignment uh, place that I have work done, and he said, well, if that acts up, you'll know it, you'll hear it. And I just started hearing it. When I put turn the key on, mm-hmm. it starts that noise, mm-hmm. Sure. and then when I'm cranking it, mm-hmm. then, like it pumps, pumping gas up in there, then it'll it'll start, and then it'll run just for just a little bit there, and then the buzz will stop, because, you know, I fuel-injected the engine. Right. When's the last time you had a fuel pump put in it, Wayne? Probably never. I haven't since I owned it. But and I can't remember how many miles. I'm sorry. How many miles are on it? It's got. It just turned over just just shortly. Uh, Hundred thousand. Well, on that year, uh, those GM pumps. That's about what they were good for. Was around a hundred thousand typically. Uh, we'd even sometimes replace them prior to that. So you, if you're hearing a buzzing noise, you're probably getting close well, to doing a pump. I I would get prepared and get ready to do one. Yes. Well, if it goes out, then you have to push it down there and all that. Yeah, you have to tow it, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it won't run if it goes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, tow it and everything. Uh, I'm going to run it in uh, this next week and have some brake work and stuff done on it anyway. And uh, uh, they would have to order that fuel pump unit to put it in. And Shouldn't have to. In Ogallala, you've got Napa stores up there. They should have one in stock. They'll have a good drop-in, complete assembly that is what yeah, you want to use. They'll yeah, have one. yeah. Yeah, the other place might, too. But anyway, uh, uh, now is probably the time to go ahead and just get it yes. put in. Yes, Safety pur- yes. purposes. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll add that to the, to the ticket deal. So, uh, you know, you know, with all the other stuff they have to do with it. Sure, do it all at once. So no, just, good idea. They'll just have it there a little bit longer. Yep. Hey, uh, 1984. Summertime, 1985, I believe it was, up here at Sterling, Colorado. Uh, the original Batman. That's the last one you saw at the drive-in? Mm-hmm. All right. Original All right. Batman. All right. And is, that, is it still up there? Is, do they still have a theater in a drive-in no, in no, Sterling or no? Gone. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. Okay. But uh, it, was, it, was in, uh, it was after uh, either... Well, it wasn't at the end of 84 because it would be cold and everything, and we didn't go. We went when it was summer-like. 
So it'd have to be 85 as of when the last time I seen it. You know, okay. had, uh, and then shortly after that, probably a couple years, they closed that down. Got it. So, but that, that's what I remember anyway. Got uh, the, it. the first Batman had, Brian, is it Brian Keith? Is that his name? Uh, Charlie would know better than I. Is that right, Charlie? I don't remember. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. There you Michael. go. Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, that was the, the one I seen. Okay. Good stuff. Wayne? Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, okay. Mr. Mom. Wayne, yeah. thanks. I appreciate that very much. No, that's good. Uh, that is the question of the day, by the way. What is the last movie you saw at a drive-in? Wayne, thank you very much for that. Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Hey, what's going on? Good, sir. Hey, well, the last movie I think we've seen at the drive-in was at the 88th Street Avenue, whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. You know, along the highway there right. was a Dracula movie, I think. Okay. But that had to be 35 years, more than that, probably. Anyway, okay. I hear you say that they were changing the new Silverado diesel. It is a new diesel already. It's a three-liter uh, inline-six diesel engine. I drove one the other day. My son owns one in a Suburban. Is it, is it uh, truck-like or car-like? Uh, neither. It's. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's all on its own. It's very quiet. It's got a lot of power. Uh, fuel mileage is mid to high 20s, depending upon how you drive. It's got all the power that a gas engine has, with with the exception of maybe the higher, you know, upper end. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, you're up in that, uh, you know, 70, 75 miles an hour, and then trying to pass somebody, it may not have quite the top end that you know uh, uh, the gas counterpart would have. But outside of that, Bill, and I wouldn't not buy the truck because of that, because that's a very rare thing where you're dealing with that, anyways. But uh, that truck works fabulous. So, it, so would it be more like? And the only because I owned one at once was I had a Volkswagen Jetta diesel. I mean, and it drove like a car, really. This drives like a car. It's quieter than even that Jetta diesel you would have had back then. And I'm not exaggerating. Standing outside of this vehicle, you would not know it had a diesel running. Yeah, it's that's that what quiet. I was wondering. Yep. Because I, the last well, I had a diesel in 1982. It was an Isuzu. It was great, but back then you had to be careful where you bought the fuel right. in the wintertime. Right. Now, th- this vehicle, I drove it, and again, my son owns one. Uh, it's it's fabulous, Bill. It, it works like uh, no no tomorrow, and it's, it is exactly, by the way, the same upcharge option as you would get if you bought a 6.2-liter engine in those trucks. So you're really not paying any more money for the diesel and all the technology behind it. It still comes with a 10-speed transmission, and they work fabulous. Yeah, I can't decide if I should wait for that. Or because I got the Colorado still, mm-hmm. wait for them to come out with the turbo on it. Well, I tell you that that inline six diesel on that truck works extremely well. So I, I I can't I can't make that decision for you, of course. But it's a great truck. It works very very well. Like, you know, I like the smallness of the Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely because sure. I, I I don't I don't put nothing in it. I just rather drive a truck than a car. Yeah, it's just a matter of how much creature comfort you want. As you know, the Silverado just gives you a little more room inside because I, like you, I have the Colorado as well. And yeah, yeah, there's just a little more room inside the Silverado than there is the Colorado. Man, I'll tell you what, though, I got it, you know, on what the one I traded in, the one that I had yeah. the ZR. Your ZR, yeah. Well, you wouldn't believe how much money I got back from from over there. Oh, that's because, yeah, but, used car prices are way up right now, big time. Yeah, I, I'll bet I got. About six thousand dollars back nice. on it, and it was a lease. Nice. To boot. Yeah. No. No. They're they're bringing right now. Used car prices are up. 
Okay, thanks a lot. Bill, thank you very much as always. I appreciate it. And yep, I wish I could help you buy whatever, but nah, that's a personal choice whether you want a you know, mid-size Colorado or a full-size Silverado. It really comes down to what you want. Bill and Longmont, you're next. Hello? Hello, Bill. Yes, hi. I've got a uh, 95 Ford Escort. It's got about 230,000 miles on it. And it was running fine, and I went to leave. I uh, came in the yard, and about a half hour later I went to go, and it cranked, but it wouldn't start. I checked the uh, Schroeder valve there, and there's just a little gas blurps out. Okay. Not really much pressure. I changed the fuel pump, but it still doesn't go. And I notice it's only got 6.8 volts back there at the uh, plug-in. That's not enough. Did, does that vary, though? I read no. on a, it's supposed to be 12. Well, what would cause uh, 95, it? it should be a full 12. Some of the pumps now will vary depending upon the pressure they're looking for, but in 95... That should have a full, whatever the battery voltage is, in your case, running, should be 13.2, 13.5, something like that. Oh, so where would the voltage loss be? Uh, relay wiring, you'd have to just trace that out and find out. I'm not sure exactly, Bill, where that would be. But it just quit like that. It was running fine. and That's pretty normal. But, but again, uh, it, you, you did put a pump in it, you said? Well, yeah, after, uh, after it wasn't working. Yeah, I changed the pump out thinking it was the pump, but it still doesn't do any more than it did with the old pump. The old pump actually ran. I plugged it in after I took it out. Yeah, most likely you've got a, the, the voltage issue is probably what's caused that to quit working, and I would probably hang on that old pump if you you know even for a while. Yeah, but I, I think it's okay, but uh, probably is. I can't. I, I look in my uh, in the owner's manual, and it shows. Uh, um, Can you hear the relay the, clicking on when you? Do that when it's cranking or not? No, I like I can't hear any relay. I uh, I heard the pump once run when I first turned turned the key, but that was it. The other thing on those cars to also check is the fuel pump cutoff. Uh, Fords have that. Not yeah, every vehicle does, but yeah, Fords do. Yeah, I pushed that. That button was pushed down. Okay. But and I, does I, it have voltage going through it? Did you check that, Bill? Uh, the. Uh, Inter, what do you call yeah, it? that the interior switch. switch. The, yeah, the inertia, inertia switch. switch yeah. No, I didn't check it because... Uh, I would. Because it has voltage at the pump. It's just low voltage. Well, I'd yeah, still, so I would what still... You're, what you're creating, what, what's going on in the circuit is something's adding resistance right. that's dropping the voltage from where your source voltage is. So you're going to want to get the schematic for that circuit check each individual component down kind of down the stream so if you and have grounds included and grounds right absolutely because you could have full 12 volts on your power wire but not a proper not a good ground. ground and that's where the voltage drop comes from exactly in a lot of cases yep. so yeah it wouldn't be the i don't even see a fuel relay fuse on that one uh, it won't be a fuse it should just be a relay itself on that car it, it doesn't even show it in the few in the uh on the uh fuse box it doesn't show a it has a uh, fuel injector relay, but it doesn't have a fuel pump relay. Um, it should. Uh, again, in those years, uh, virtually every American car had a fuel pump relay. Hmm. And it could be combined in a, I don't know if there is an independent relay or if it's in some kind of module box, something like that. Um, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know that. Ford's yeah, I don't know well that. I don't know that car like the back of my hand, so I can't answer that one. But I, yeah, it, it will be, there will be the, one. Uh, Unfortunately, the Chilton's repair manuals just tell you enough to get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, you can actually go to Mitchell One's website and buy a, you know, daily, weekly, I think even an annual subscription for that vehicle and get everything you need, and it's not that expensive. 
And that's what, Mitchell? Mitchell 1. Mitchell 1. Yeah, just like the old Mitchell manuals like we used to have. They, they now yeah. do everything electronically. And, and yeah, they, they you can buy, a, a, you know, I don't remember how the subscriptions work. It's been a while since I looked that looked at that as far as the homeowner goes or the do-it-yourselfer. But, yeah, you can buy a, a minimal subscription to that. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just couldn't figure why the voltage would drop all of a sudden. Well, back to Jeff's point, um, he's on, he's right on target with that. So, yeah. I mean, you could even have a situation where, um, you know, you had a, your stranded wire. Let's just say there were 10 strands inside that wire and all but one broke. You're going to measure a voltage with no load on it. You may even measure your full 12 volts, but that one little remaining strand can't supply the current that that pump needs. So there's a lot of different things that go on with the electrical circuits um, that you have that you'll have to go through and kind of do your pinpoint testing. Kind of a pull your hair out type of deal, huh? Can be, can be. And then you, when you finally find it, you're like, oh my god, that was simple, because it's <laughs> the last thing you looked at. And I and I'm looking at the actual manual that I can pull up through, you know, my sources, and there there is in fact a fuel pump relay. So yes, there is one there. Well, uh, for the 1.8 liter, there is. Yeah, I'm looking at the 1.9. I just assume that's what you I guessed. Is that what you have as <laughs> a 1.9? Yeah. Yeah, I looked at a one night. I don't know why. I just pulled it up. I just went ahead and looked at that. Where Where is it? Does it show where it is? Uh, I. It'll take me a while to dig through all that to find it. I'm just reading the the text part of it. And yes, it does say there is one constant control relay module. Um. Okay. What did you look that up on? I have my own internal system through Mitchell. I can access just oh, like all the shops okay. have. Okay. A subscription, basically, is what I'm getting at. I see. All they, right. they, by the way, they are very. Uh, gracious and allowing me as a radio host to have access to and utilize when I'm on air, and so they're very good about that. So thank you, uh, Mitchell, for doing that. Yes, and that's why you know again to help them out. If you go buy a daily subscription, it, it you know helps us here. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, uh, they well, they will have the, you can you can access the same thing I'm looking at. All right. And that's a constant. Uh, see, I think a constant control relay module. Correct. And there and there's a, a process for even testing that circuit and so on. That's one thing and, Ford's really good at is their uh, diagnostic charts. Yeah, and, and again, t to Jeff's point, first thing on the list is make sure that inertia fuel shutoff switch is working properly. Yeah, okay, I'll have to unplug it and see if there's voltage, what the voltage is there. Yeah, again, yeah, because yeah, that's exactly, that's step by step, that's the first thing yep. they tell you to look at. Every connection that you look at, also take a close look for any kind of corrosion, and when you go back together, using a little dielectric grease will help avoid any future corrosion. Because corrosion is resistance. Right. 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 Yeah, great point. Yeah. Okay. And that's OBD1, which makes it a little bit more difficult to go mm -hmm. through all of this as well, because you don't have the ability to pull some of the information out of that car we now have in the in the OBD2 cars. Yeah, it just has a data data. Yeah, there's not, you don't get much out of that car. That's the downside to those cars, was there's not a lot of info coming out of it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, but but yeah, and, and in that case, Bill, really, honestly, the little bit of money you'll spend for the daily or weekly subscription to Mitchell One, go buy it. All right. It's it's it, if you're going to do this yourself and not take it to a shop, uh, which by the way, uh, that's something else we don't talk much about here. Uh, given where a lot of the shops are now, uh, we have a lot of shops that are just not going to work on a vehicle that old period because there just isn't. The knowledge, uh, you know, a lot of the younger technicians, you know, let's face it, they weren't even working on cars in 95. Uh, you're not going to have too many technicians out there willing to work on a 95 Escort. I'm just being honest. Yeah, well, a lot of them weren't even born yet. Yeah, a lot of them weren't even born yet. Yeah, they want one where you just plug the scanner in and it tells them what's wrong with it. Uh, they're wondering if their iPhone will tell them. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and we laugh, but because of the year of it, yeah, that's yeah, that's where you are. So you are most likely going to have to buy a subscription and do some of this on your own, Bill. Scary thing is that's one of my newer cars. <laughs> well, and again, unfortunately for that car, some of some of the older ones actually are easier to diagnose and get into and figure out than even that one. That that ninety. Three, four, kind of five model year of cars right before they switched over to OBD2 were some of the hardest cars to work mm-hmm. on there are. Oh, yeah. Not exaggerating. Not like my old 60s cars. No, nope. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So, okay, well, I guess I'll uh, use your advice and... Yeah, I would take just, a look at just that do that. Take what, a look at it. See, you know, see what they will uh, what they'll do for you on a daily subscription, and they typically can handle that. Okay. Okay. Well, my last movie I saw at a drive-in, I think, was Bonnie and Clyde back in the '60s. Holy cow! Oh, wow. <laughs> All righty then. Where at? What, what what part of town, Bill? I was at Longmont. Okay. Uh, we only had one theater. It was yeah. on Seventeenth uh, Avenue on uh, West Main Street. We had but, uh, in Boulder, of course. We had two back then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's been gone for. 40, 50 years out. Oh. Yeah, Boulder, I think, I'm trying to think when the last one went out in Boulder. Had to have been late 80s, probably, something like that. Yeah, I think this was long before that. Some, some, anyways. All right. Um, and I was going to get you real quick. I'm trying to get you to make sure you have that, that website. If you can't find the site, but you, you can go to Mitchell One, and you just choose your year, your make, your model, and then you do a subscription, and away you go. Okay. And it's e, by the way, I, I did find the exact website. It's e Autorepair.net. E-autorepair.net. And you can plug all your info in and just buy a whatever kind of subscription you want to buy. All right. Okay. A month, uh, a year, four years, however you want to do it. But by the way, a month is 20 bucks. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for You're that. very welcome, Bill. I appreciate it. And, yes, I should say that more often. Thank you, Mitchell One, for allowing me to have access to... Uh, that information while I'm on air, that does help a lot. We'll take a time out. I know we're running behind. Steve, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and keep your vehicle on the road longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order from the most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com extreme. Promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Question of the day, what is the last movie you saw at the drive-in? And Charlie said it's sad that these are all, like, ancient, but, you know, that's what not, it is. Yeah, not many drive-ins left around. No, there I is mean, not. I mean, I think there's a couple probably still standing out in the desert somewhere. There's, there's a <laughs> couple left in town here, and that's it. Yeah, and Jeff, you were saying the last one you saw was Return of the Jedi? Yep. 1983. 83, so I was 11 Dating years old. yourself there, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jeez, I remember you were 11 and I was you a year were... out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. All righty, folks. Steve and Cara Springs, what's going on, man? Good morning. Hey, what's up, sir? A uh, quick question on batteries. Before that, which are my 30-year nemesis, by the way, for all your listeners out there, I'll just throw out a little Colorado history trivia question. What saloon owner said back around circa 1876, he was referring to a gentleman that's somewhat historical. He said, you, S-O-B, we only had seven Democrats in the county, and you ate five of them. I bet you know who that is. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yes, you do. You spent time in Boulder, incarcerated as I did. I don't know. The Alfred E. Packer Grill. The Alfred oh, E. Packer Grill. Packard. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Anyway, I thought that was a funny comment. That's I was pretty doing good. Some Lake City research. That's pretty good. Anyway, on the issue of batteries, yeah, 
we could get back to that, but probably not. Um, on the issue of batteries, I've got an issue. Had to jump it with AAA twice with a cool little iPad-sized 1,000-amp lithium battery pack. So I've done two diagnostics. Charging system's good, 14.3. Battery, 760 CCA rated, pulling 720. And then I had to do it again yesterday. Now, intuitively, I'm thinking, well, either new battery or some sort of drawdown that just recently occurred. What are your thoughts? I, I would lean towards a quiescent draw for sure. Um, if the battery keeps testing and, and showing good after it's been charged, the likelihood of having internal draw on the battery exists, but... Low, low, low risk, yeah. You know, what, what type of vehicle are we dealing with? It's an X3. The AAA guy said, we were talking about it, it just took a second to start. But first time this happened, I went in and I thought, well, it's got removable caps, so I filled up distilled water in all the cells. It took mm -hmm. quite a bit, like maybe a half a cup of distilled water per cell. And it's one of these huge batteries you could power the space shuttle with. Mm -hmm. But I'm, uh, I, I did have a drawdown, same battery on another vehicle that turned out to be a center console mounted Motorola cell phone. Mm -hmm. They don't even make the battery for anymore. Mm -hmm. And once it took me forever to find it, but once I disconnected it, problem solved after three batteries. What year's the X3, day. by the way, Steve? X3 is uh, 06. Okay. Never had any problems. Just got one of the great AGM batteries. So, you know, track if it is, in fact, a drawdown, why would it occur spontaneously just out of nowhere? Number one. Number two, it's a real pain track it down you got to start pulling fuses and all that jazz what, yeah. what are your thoughts yeah an intermittent one's going to be extra hard to find right um and i've i've heard right. some random things uh or i've dealt with them with uh, the land rovers that we deal with more often is um i've run across some stuff where the alarm system basically gets kept awake by you know a neighbor's wireless alarm system in their home or there's a module huh. that stays randomly awake trying to diagnose that yeah it's just a time should suck. I try deactivating should I try deactivating your alarm system I don't know if it would make a difference I mean once again I, I think when you're dealing with a, an intermittent or, or inconsistent situation the where you're gonna start is trying to whittle down the potential you know inputs to what's causing it right is it certain temperatures you know is it parked in this spot versus this spot you know those kinds of things, and so yeah. And, it can and just I, be first thing I would do is just put a meter on it and see what is the what is the draw coming out of right. it right off the bat. There is a cool trick you can do once you verify that you have some kind of draw at the battery. Rather than pulling the fuses, because every time you pull a fuse and insert it mm -hmm. back in, you're going to wake up right. uh, whatever module you were dealing with. You can actually measure the voltage drop across a fuse. And basically, you're putting it into a, a millivolt scale, and if you measure any drop. Mm -hmm. That then there you have some kind of draw on that circuit. Um, you say millivolt or milliamp? Mil, I'm sorry, millivolt. Milliamp, right? No, okay. you're measuring the voltage that, uh, drop across the fuse. So, so it's millivolt. Okay, millivolt. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, no, no Because amp. if yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, load yeah, on the true, circuit, true, true. you'll, yes, get, yes, yes. you'll get zero voltage drop. Good point. It, it's a, yeah, something I picked up a couple have, years ago. No, you're right. Yeah, these cars have, depending on the model, anywhere from seven to 900 milliamp draw doing nothing, just sitting there. Correct. Yeah, they do. Sounds like a pain, but by the way, Mitchell, that sounds like a great resource. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It's a great, it is, it really is. We're putting it up on the website uh, as we speak as well, Steve, so it'll be up on the new website. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet, Steve. I appreciate it very much. David, right. hang tight. We'll come right back. We'll get you as, at the, before we hit the top of the hour break, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. 
At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora started out as a traditional roofer, repairing and replacing asphalt roofs. But he got so tired of the unnecessary waste. The quality of asphalt shingles has declined in recent years, leading to less and less durable roofs, especially in Colorado, where high altitudes expose your roof to stronger UV rays that damage your shingles, combined with severe spring and summertime storms and more than twice the national average snowfall, you could end up replacing your roof every few years, paying higher and higher insurance costs. Roof Rejuvenation from RoofMax offers an alternative to total roof replacement. Just one application of the all-natural bio oil immediately adds five years to your roof guaranteed. Because Dave has a background in roofing, he can provide any patches or small repairs your roof may need before applying roof rejuvenation. 
Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Corwin, JC's British and 4x4 with us today. And our website uh, developer, producer, manager, Behind the scenes, everything helping us today as well. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, of course. And Larry Unger answering phones, as he always does. And Larry's birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday, Larry. And Anne's is today. Happy birthday, Anne. Oh, happy birthday. Yes. To Good both job. Of them. Appreciate it. Yes. Happy birthday to both of them. And, and actually, one of our other great sponsors, Michael Bailey, his yes, birthday is today as well. So happy birthday, Michael. David and Bertha, what's going on? Hey, guys. I uh, to dovetail and uh, love you all as always. Uh, a quick question here in relating to what the X3 was going through, the guy, the mm-hmm. owner of it. Yeah. When you've got trickle drains like that that are just um, phantoms initially, you can, when, when it turns out it is just an inherent nature of the vehicle, trickle charge is probably the better answer. Or is it really wise to go ahead and trace those down and find out what they really are? You know, I would, and I totally live this myself, so... I look at it as, you know, if this thing's drawing it down, you know, if the car just sits for a day or two, I'd say it's definitely worth diagnosing the problem yes. because you have something that's right. potentially a very anywhere. significant issue. Right. right. You can't right. park anywhere. Right. If it's something where, you know, it's killing the battery, if it sits for a week or two weeks, yeah, I would totally go trickle charger because that's a low enough amperage draw. Yeah, worth finding. It, it's not worth I it. I agree. No. I agree. So. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's time and effort that's which right. is, uh, plays out as money. That's right. Okay, yep. that's it. All right, now y'all can laugh at me. I'm going to ask my DYI for dummies okay. question here. On the OBD, is it uh, on an O2 Accord, Honda Accord, is that a one or a two? Two. In that, yep. first of all. OBD two. two. All right. All right, so here, here's the phantom. It's not real, probably a phantom. I have a parking brake. This is a um, – and the – brake light indicator has only two signals it receives one's from the parking brake which is a little manual contact switch mm-hmm. and then the brake master cylinder has a float switch in there mm-hmm. we first thought it was the float switch put the new float switch in there it, it'll still do it so then i go wait a minute let's check the switch out because those had a tendency to fail i took the switch out tested it looked at it and it's fine. It works great. It does, it's a mechanical switch. Works great. So at the end of the day, I can be driving along and the brake light comes on, and the brake cylinder's fine, and I can uh, there's a I can slightly pull up the emergency brake and watch it um, kind of flat not flash but you can see it's making a little draw off the indicator light, um, and it's just a ground. I'm correct. It's just a grounding mm-hmm. issue at that point that causes that to signal it is possible there's a nick somewhere that's rubbing right on that wire run somewhere would that be a reasonable assumption at yes that it point? would yep okay so it's just now it's a physical or try this run a wire from the uh brake switch or from the emergency switch home run around it and test it that way as well correct if you could pull that wire out of the Right. Uh, so what you're circuit. saying is disconnect the original wiring from the loop and run your own wire. Yes. Yes. Well said. Yes. That is another way to do this and uh, solve the phantom issue at that point. 
I would think so, yes. Okay, okay. All right, and um, yeah, that's okay. I'm on the right track then. All right, I'm not a dummy, but I feel like it because nope, this is like, not. this is oh, simple. Intermittent and random problems you make know, us all feel that way. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. Make, <laughs> well, it's. I just realized in the 60s I had a 67 Cougar that had 1156 brake lights, and it had six of them, and when you hit the brake, all those yep. things would draw boom, and boom, it would boom, blow boom, brake. Yep. It would blow, yeah, it blow the fuse. Yep. We threw in a uh, double amperage fuse, solved the problem forever after that. Mm. Never had that problem again. Luckily, the wiring held up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is true. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So thank you all as always. You're welcome. No, appreciate David, thank y'all. you. As always, I appreciate it. We'll squeeze Joe in. Joe, I know you got three questions. We'll get as many in as we can. Go for it, sir. Hey, John, a couple of months ago, I, I asked you about why my mileage had dropped. I was getting about 20 and a half in Colorado with my Durango Hemi, and you chalked it up to the cold weather. Now, I know you lose 1,000 feet, uh, you lose 3% of horsepower for every 1,000 feet of uh, elevation, yes. so I assumed I would have picked up some horsepower. Now, in Colorado, the mid, uh, you go 85, 87, 89, uh, 89 80, 87 being the mid-grade, which right. is what I was using. Come to Jersey, the, uh, it's 87... 87 is the low grade, not the right. mid grade, and I was using 87. Now I've I've bumped up to using 89, and the weather's warmed up, and I'm back to about 19 and a half. My question is, how much of that recovery do you think is due to the higher octane fuel, and how much to the warmer temperatures? Uh, probably half and half. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, probably probably 50-50. Okay. Uh, I'm still I'm still trying to get back to the 20.5. I'm not doing as much high. Yeah, right it'll be now. tough. I mean, that's one where you know because it makes to your point. We got more air. It's gonna it's gonna push more fuel into the vehicle and get worse mileage in general. So yeah, I mean, the less you keep your foot in it, the better. And that's gonna be about the only way you're gonna get the mileage back up to what it was up here. Yeah, and maybe next time I'll fill up. Um, maybe I'll go back to the 87. By the way, if it was your car, would you be putting 87, which is what the owner's manual calls for? On that vehicle, I'd be running either mid or high grade, just because of the carbon, you know, potential buildup in that car. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, again, I was using 87 in Colorado mid grade, and, yep. and here I, I initially for the first month I was using the 87, but now I've stepped up. Yeah, I, I do the mid grade there as well. Mid grade. Okay, I appreciate that, John. Okay. All I had. All right, man. I appreciate it, Joe. As always, you're a good man. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in all the way from Josie. Josie Joe. <laughs> it's so I didn't even get to say hi, and he emails me. Josie Joe. He's still listening. Yeah, so say yeah, hi. I know. Hi, Joe. Joe. Joe would say happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Uh, again, and you know, we we forget about that too. That you know, there's this misconception as well, and you'll see this even in some ads. And by the way, they're false ads where they say, "Yeah, put a new air filter in, you'll improve your mileage." No, you won't. <laughs> in some cases, putting a new air filter in will actually make your mileage go down. Because you now have more air going into the engine, which means you need more fuel, which in a fuel-injected vehicle where we're controlling all of that automatically, it will automatically add more fuel to the engine. So, no, in some cases, putting a high-flow you know, or even a better air filter or air filter cold air intake system on will actually make the mileage worse, not better. Yeah. Well, that's probably a holdover from the old carbureted days yeah. where a clogged air filter, yes. would you would throw off your air-fuel ratios. and That was a different story back then. Yeah, They don't do that now. So... Uh, that is a uh, that is false advertisement in today's world. By the way, if you see anybody that says, "Yeah, replace your air filter, pick up your fuel your fuel economy," no, no, wrong, sorry, no, not going to happen. That's not the way it works now. Well, with me w- wanting to go up the hill quickly and putting my foot on the floor, I I'll go for the new yeah, air filter. Yeah, that works better. Yes, yes, all 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 good. Yes, yes, well said. All right, we'll come right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Hour two is next. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough. 
Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.